Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about the Oscars. So last night it was the 95th Academy Awards and there's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try and whiz through it all because I don't want to keep you for too long and if you know me then you know how I feel about it already but for those that don't know I'm just going to share how I feel about everything that won and things that were snubbed. And yeah, I mean, overall, I want to start off by saying the main award, I'll start in with Best Picture, Everything Everywhere All at Once won. And I'm delighted for it. I think it's a very, very good movie. It was my sixth favourite movie of last year, I believe. I think what it means for representation, what it means for the Asian community, it's amazing. And what it means for film. Okay, it was a massive swing of a movie. And when I first saw it, I didn't think the Oscars were going to recognise it. I didn't think many awards bodies would recognise it. But I'm certainly glad they have. And I think this sort of movie is the type of thing you want to see win. Because it's not as if it's Oscar bait. It's not as if it's made by the Academy for the Academy. It is just so different and so out there and outrageous and crazy. It features so many things you would never expect to be in a Best Picture winning film. Or an Oscar winning film to be perfectly honest. But it thoroughly deserves the Best Picture. I just think maybe something else could have won. Like Top Gun Maverick because it was the best film last year. But I only think that because it won everything everywhere. Okay, This movie has been making waves for months and months and months. It premiered a year ago and it is still extremely relevant and popular today. Which is amazing. It absolutely is amazing. And everybody involved with the film deserves what they got. Except for Jamie Lee Curtis. I'll get onto that. But still... I I love it, okay, I really love that film, I just wanted something else to win for a change, because before even going into the Oscars, it had become the most decorated film ever, right, no film had ever won more awards than Everything Everywhere All at Once, before it went and won seven Oscars, so just give it to Top Gun, or a shock would have been All Quiet on the Western Front, which I thought it was going to do at one point, but that being said, Everything Everywhere All at Once, amazing movie, I want to be happier, I am happy for it, but I just want to feel happier about it, so I'm going to try, but let's get into all the other stuff, I'll start with, you know, I've got a piece of paper, I'll start at the end, uh, original screenplay, that went to Everything Everywhere All at Once as well. I was kind of thinking that the Banshees of Inner Sharon was going to win, because I thought the writing in that film was fantastic, but I'm not disappointed that Everything Everywhere won, because to be able to write a film like that, it must have taken a long time and a lot of effort going into it, because only the writers, who are also the directors, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert, they have a vision, and it may not be a clear vision at times, but for them to translate what they wrote down onto film, I think they definitely do deserve the Oscar for original screenplay. Uh, adapted screenplay went to Women Talking. I've only seen this once. I saw it back in September at the Toronto International Film Festival. I can understand why it's won. It wasn't my choice to win. I thought either Top Gun Maverick was going to win that or Glass Onion. I think Glass Onion is written amazingly. Or also All Quiet on the Western Front. That had a good chance to win because it won the BAFTA. But it's funny because I've only just realised that I saw three of these nominees over at TIFF. But Women Talking winning, I thought it was good. And I'm not going to say that it didn't deserve to win. But I just think the other screenplays that were in contention for me are more enjoyable and I'm not saying that it has to be enjoyable to be good and to, to warrant an Oscar, but I'm just saying that in terms of what I thought was going to win, it would have been one of the other three. But Women Talking, yeah, it's got Frances McDormand in it. That's pretty much guaranteed to get an Oscar right there. 
and it's about women talking. So yeah, I wonder why it's won. <laughs> but I do think it's kind of funny how in her acceptance speech, Sarah Polly, who wrote it and directed it, she said, thanks to the Academy for not being scared when they saw the words women and talking. And I'm just like, hmm, yeah, about that. <laughs> it's funny, I guess, but... Like, it's really outdated. Like, you can say what you want about representation in Hollywood and how women get shut out, but it's not as if they're trying to be shut out. It's not as if there's an agenda on gender. So saying things like that, it's not like the men go up there and say, oh yeah, thanks for nominating me because I'm a man. It's not like that at all. I don't know, things like that. Fake equality just kind of irk me. Anyway, visual effects, that went to Avatar The Way of Water. Of course it bloody did, because if anything else won that, uh, there would be a riot, and I would start it. Sound went to Top Gun Maverick, very glad Top Gun got an award, we can say it is Oscar winning Top Gun Maverick, and the sound is incredible, alright, it really is good. Short film live action was an Irish goodbye, I'm kind of glad that won because the speech was amazing, they sang happy birthday to the guy, which was lovely. Uh, short film animated went to The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse, which is available on, is it BBC or is it Apple TV Plus? It's one or the other. But that got released around Christmas time and it was very good, so I'm glad that one too, and I thought it would. Uh, production design, okay, here's where we get to the, hmm, categories. Production design went to All Quiet on the Western Front, and as much as I love that movie, I do not know how it won, because, yeah, sure, the sets were great, and, you know, to recreate the battlefield of World War One, it's cool, it's really well done, and I think they all did a great job, but Babylon, Elvis, Avatar The Way of Water, three of those other nominations probably could have and should have won, I think Babylon especially, Babylon was robbed of another one which I'll get onto in just a second, but... I think Elvis as well, if Elvis was going to win anything, it was either editing or production design, and it didn't win either, so I'm a bit annoyed about that. But the fact that All Quiet won production design really surprised me, but look, I'm still glad. Right? I love that movie, I really enjoy it. I just, I wanted Babylon to win, I really did. Music, original song, Natu Natu from RRR. Great shouts, fantastic performance on the night, I thought it was terrific, and it's a very good song. Kind of wanted Lady Gaga to win for Hold My Hand from Top Gun, but I will take Natu Natu because it is a real vibe of a song. Loved it. Here we go. Music, original score. <laughs> this is Babylon's to lose, right? This really was Justin Hurwitz's to lose, but of course they went for All Quiet on the Western Front. Now, again, I should be pleased. I should be happy because when I was at TIFF and I watched the movie, they had a Q&A afterwards and the composer was there. So it was cool seeing him and he was giving a really insightful speech into how he created the score and how he chose the instruments and the themes they went for. So I am happy, but I'm also not because Babylon is easily the best score that was nominated out of the Banshees of Inner Sharing, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and the Fablemans. And the Fablemans was John Williams, but the fact that... All Quiet on the Western Front beat out Babylon and John Williams is pretty obscene considering everybody on Twitter is just saying how it's three notes. It's that dun, dun, dun. it's that droning noise, which is good. I do like it, and that's the instrument he was telling us about. So, you know, I am more partial to it than others, but Babylon is easily the winner, which he didn't win. Why? Anyway. Best makeup and hairstyling. I thought Elvis would win this too, all right, but he didn't. The whale did, which I'm pleased about. I am, because the creation of Charlie in the whale is really spectacular. And to digitally create the fat suit and the whole weight of this body for Brenton Fraser to inhabit was amazing. And they did it in prosthetics and it looks great. 
But I just think there was more done in Elvis that was warranting of an Oscar compared to pretty much just one character made to look incredible in The Whale. So look, no disrespect to the people that made Charlie and The Whale come to life because amazing. But for me, Elvis should have been Elvis. Anyway, another one for All Quiet? I think so. International feature film. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if it was going to win, because a lot of people were saying Argentina 1985 or Close was going to win, but sure enough, All Quiet on the Western Front won Best International Feature Film. And I'm glad, because it's my favourite of the bunch, and I still love that movie, so yeah, glad it won that. Uh, film editing. Okay, in hindsight, I am really, really glad this film won, but I was kind of hoping for a bit of a surprise with Elvis. But film editing, so this was between The Banshees of Inner Sharon, which was very well edited, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Now, Top Gun would have been a dream. Like, that would have been an amazing win if it won editing. But Everything Everywhere All at Once won. And when you see it, you'll know why, because it is the most obvious of, wow, this is really well edited. Whereas the other films are more subtle. But the reason I would have voted for Elvis is because... It is more showy and exaggerative within its editing, but I think that's great because it's not just a typical blending into the background kind of editing, but it's not exactly massive in your face like Everything Everywhere All at Once was, but very pleased with Everything Everywhere. I think it does deserve editing. Like If you want to see some great editing, I'd say this category has a really good set of films, so definitely go and check those films out. Documentary short was The Elephant Whisperers. I thought that would win and I'm glad it did. Documentary feature film. I thought All the Beauty and the Bloodshed might win, but it turned out to be Navalny, which I haven't seen. So I need to watch that and hopefully agree with it. I don't know, but it's meant to be good. Anyway, costume design. I am so glad Black Panther Wakanda Forever won. So Ruth Carter won for this. Very well deserved. The costumes were amazing in that film. And I wasn't sure if Elvis was going to win that, to be fair. But I'm really, really delighted for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, directing. This was an all-male category. Oh no! Shock horror! Terrible! It's not a big deal. It's really not. It's just... It's one of those things. Okay, you cannot nominate a woman just because she's a woman. Just like you cannot nominate a man just because he's a man. You cannot nominate somebody that's black just because they're black. Or Asian just because they're Asian. Or white just because they're white. It doesn't matter your race, your skin colour, your creed, your nationality, your sex, your gender, anything like that. It doesn't matter. It's just who directed well this year, and they chose five pretty decent directors. I think James Cameron should have been nominated, personally, but I'm not going to make a big song and dance about it, because it's done. It doesn't matter now. I had no say in the matter. Neither did everybody else that's complaining about the fact that no women have been nominated. They didn't have a say in it. The people that should be really complaining are the ones who vote for this sort of thing and get the nominations secured, right? That's where things can start to change, but right now, we can do nothing. Anyway, who won Best Directing? The Daniels. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once. I cannot believe they beat out Steven Spielberg, to be honest, but I'm glad they did, because after re-watching Everything Everywhere the other day, the directing is stunning. It is really, really well directed, so I do think that's earned, and I think they're, like, two of the youngest directors to ever win, so really impressive. Cinematography, All Quiet on the Western Front. A bit of a weak category this year. I think that is the general consensus. I'm shocked that Top Gun Maverick didn't get nominated. I'm shocked that Babylon or Nope. I think Nope should have actually won Best Cinematography if Top Gun Maverick wasn't going to win. 
but All Quiet on the Western Front did. I was kind of, at the last minute, hoping Elvis would, because I think it would have been the first time a woman has ever won Best Cinematography, which is shocking. Like, that is something that is shocking. Again, I don't want somebody to win just because they're a woman, or be nominated just because they're a woman, but I think it's really kind of crazy to me that a woman has never won this award before. And also as well, fun fact, Ruth Carter, who won for costume design, she's the first black woman to ever win two awards in the same category. That, that's crazy to me. Like, it really is. So yes, there is an issue with whitewashing and male domination. 100% there is. But again, I don't want to nominate somebody and let them win just because they are who they are. Like, I want them to do a great job. But the fact that she's the only black woman to have won an award twice in any category is pretty abysmal. Like, that is shocking. But I'm sure things will change because the fact that Everything Everywhere won a lot of awards, it won seven Oscars overall, I, I think it is signifying change, 100%. But anyway, All Quiet won Cinematography, Best Animated Feature Film. I was really hoping it'd be Puss in Boots or Turning Red because I love that movie, but Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio won, which, yeah, it's a great movie. It's a really, really good movie. And the way that it was made, the stop-motion animation, really impressive. So I'm happy for it, but Puss in Boots is amazing. So good. Anyway, here we are at the final four. I'm going to save the biggest snub for last, to be honest, but actress in a leading role, we had Michelle Yeoh win, which I think is amazing. Like That's really, really exciting and great for her. Love that. First ever Oscar win. I think the second... I hope I'm not right in saying this, but I believe I saw that she's only the second woman of colour to win the Oscar in a long time. I don't know how long, but either way, that is... That's shocking as well. Like, that's just... Okay, anyway. Yeah, uh, she deserves it. I thought Kate Blanchett might still win because she was amazing in Tar, but Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once definitely deserves it. She's amazing. She's such a lovely person as well. Uh, actor in a supporting role was also going to Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ki Hoi Kwan, he won. That was a foregone conclusion. There's no way he was going to lose that. Very, very happy for him. Actor in a leading role. I am so, so happy... So freaking happy Brendan Fraser won for The Whale because I was thinking Austin Butler might still do it for Elvis. And don't get me wrong, I love him in Elvis. I think he's amazing. But Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser. And he cried and it was so sweet. It was amazing and emotional. And you could see what it really meant to him. And I don't think, like, I'm going to be honest, I don't think Austin Butler would have translated as well if he'd won. I think he would have gone up there, given a really gracious speech, of course, but you wouldn't have seen the emotion so much, whereas what Brendan has gone through in his career, in his life, standing up there, collecting the Oscar, tears in his eyes, lost for words, that was that was special. That was probably my favourite moment of the night. But my worst moment of the night, <laughs> oh, third category in, actress in a supporting role. Here we go. This was tough, right? This was going to be tough because out of the five nominees, I'd say four of them could have won easily. And the one that did win was the other one. So we had Hong Chow for The Whale, amazing. Kerry Condon for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, very, very good. Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And finally, Angela Bassett, the Queen for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This was her year. This was her year. She is such an underrated and impressive actress. I absolutely love Angela Bassett. And she is so f good in Black Panther. And she lost. <laughs> you know who she lost to? Somebody that was in Halloween Ends. All right. Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Jamie Lee Curtis won. 
I just, <laughs> this is what I have an issue with. This is the whitewashing scandal that I have an issue with because in a movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Asian representation is exploding at the seams. It is a hugely pivotal moment in the history of cinema for the Asian community. I mean, Parasite kind of started it. That was chipping away at the blocks. But now this has come in and made history and then some. And they give it to the white woman. All right, they give the Oscar to the white woman who plays the IRS agent. Now, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she is a very, very talented actress. Love her in Knives Out, Freaky Friday, Halloween, you name it, she's great in it. But there is absolutely no way you can tell me that she deserved to win the Oscar. Nobody surely would have seen Everything Everywhere All at Once and thought, you know who deserves the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress? Not the villain of the movie, right? not Stephanie Sue, who plays Michelle Yeoh's daughter, who does an immensely better job in the film, and so much more to do. No, not her, not her at all. We're going to give it to Jamie Lee Curtis, who eats a biscuit, has hot dog fingers, and plays the keyboard with her feet. That's who we're going to give it to. For me, that is complete and utter bullshit. Right, I think that is one of the worst calls in a very long time at the Oscars. We could have had the best lineup of acting wins at an Oscars in a very long time with Brendan, Key, Michelle, and either Stephanie or Angela Bassett, or even Hong Chow or Kerry Condon, any of those, specifically Angela Bassett though, and Stephanie, a lover. But if those four had won, I would have been absolutely ecstatic with the results, but the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis won is completely mind-boggling to me. Like, it really is, because even after watching it again the other night, I still do not see what the Academy sees when they watch that film and they see her in it. There is no way she gave an Oscar-winning performance. Sorry, she's great. I don't want to criticise her because I do love her, but it's just, it's the wrong call. It is absolutely the wrong call, so... Angela Bassett, I could go on for hours about why she deserved to win. Because look, when you watch Angela Bassett in Black Panther, that one scene when she's given the monologue and she's getting really emotional about the fact that her family is gone, that, that just blew everything I've ever seen out of the water. For me personally, if you haven't listened to my review for Black Panther or my year in review for Best Films 2022, because I actually said in that that she gave the best performance of 2022, in my opinion, and I would say maybe of all time that I've seen because she is just breathtaking in that movie and it gave me chills, goosebumps, made me want to stand up and clap, it made me cry, but I didn't have anywhere near a transcending experience watching Jamie Lee Curtis. And I'm not saying that to win an Oscar you have to have a performance that sent you into the astral realm, but it would be nice, it would be nice for sure. And Stephanie Sue definitely did that in that movie, but no, let's give it to Jamie Lee, let's do it. Why? Why? And then when she went up to collect her award, the voiceover said, Jamie Lee most recently produced and starred in the final installment in the Halloween franchise, Halloween Ends. Are you serious? Are you actually joking me right now? The fact that you're referencing Halloween Ends at the Oscars. Come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that concludes the Oscars. So all in all, a mixed bag. I don't think the the night overall, I don't think the awards ceremony was that good. I think a lot of the jokes didn't work. The performances, like the musical performances were good and speeches were okay, but nothing was too memorable. I did like the fact that for an Irish goodbye, they sang happy birthday to the main star. And I did like Brendan Fraser crying, Kihoi Kwan crying, John Travolta crying when he introduced the in memoriam section. 
Although that is an issue as well, because they missed out a few people, including Tom Sizemore, who just died last week, sadly, Paul Savino from Romeo and Juliet and Goodfellas, and also Charlie Dean, who starred in Triangle of Sadness. So she was a young actress who died just last year, and she's in one of the films nominated for Best Picture, and she wasn't featured in the In Memoriam. But don't worry, because if you missed anybody, you could scan the QR code and see the full list of people that have died. Just a bit insensitive, I'm not going to lie. Also a bit random and partially insensitive was Jimmy Kimmel asking Malala, Malala, okay, Malala Yousafzai, whether she believed Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine. Okay, that joke would have been funny if he'd asked anybody else. But the fact that he asked Malala, okay, so weird, so strange. And then Cocaine Bear came out of nowhere and started trying to find cocaine on Malala. So what the f*** is going on? What is going on? I don't know. A lot of it didn't work, but I guess I'm just pleased that the show ended on a high with Brendan, Michelle, and everything everywhere all at once. But I would have liked Top Gun because the ceremony opened with a flyover, right? Literal jets flew over the Academy building, and Jimmy Kimmel came flying down on a parachute, right? Not for real, but still. I thought, all right, this is Top Gun's. This is Top Gun's night, all right? But also, he made a joke about how. All of the awards, oh my god, this was awful. He said about how this show is longer than it was before because they've got to televise all of the categories now. And then he said, ironically, three of the categories that are making this show longer are for short films. That's not funny. That's just a bit rude on the fact that you're saying the reason this has got to be extended is because of these short films, whereas they'd be fine before if they were in the ad breaks, right? Nobody cares about them. So... I don't like that, but also I don't like the fact that at the start he said, it's all going to be live, except we gave out the award for Best Picture earlier on. Congratulations to All Quiet on the Western Front for winning. Imagine if that film actually won. Like, that would be so awful. So I was thinking throughout, because it got to a stage where All Quiet and Everything Everywhere both had four wins each, and it was going into the final three categories. I was really thinking it could go either way, but knowing that he said that joke, it just left a sour taste in my mouth. I didn't love Jimmy Kimmel presenting it too much. I thought some of it was funny to begin with, but then when he started talking about Spielberg and saying that old mummy wouldn't do it that way to Michelle Williams, like that's not funny. Saying that Steven Spielberg's upset about his mom, like that's not funny at all. And then he went for a whole bit about Will Smith and the slap situation and getting jiggy with it, and it's like, dude, just stop. There is something so embarrassing about the academy making jokes about something that happened to them it's just not funny it's pathetic it's sad and it's just frankly ridiculous because what happened last year was a shambles but you know what i actually think this show was missing a bit more drama right if there was another slap if there was anything else more drama would have been so much more enjoyable because it was just three and a half hours of random celebrity pairings. A couple of them I did like, such as Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. Love seeing those two. Creed 3 sweep next year. But it was just three hours of that and ad breaks filled in between. So ultimately it was probably about two hours worth of content and then the rest was just ads and not even good ads because I'm sure over in America they'd be all film related. Here we had all the perfume ads and the Heinz Beans ads and the banking ads. Why? It's three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to be watching adverts of Beans in between Brendan Fraser and Michelle Yeoh winning Oscars for the first time. I just don't. So overall, it wasn't my favourite ceremony, that's for sure. I think last year might have been just because of the slap and nobody knew if it was real or not. 
but the fact that they kept referencing it and the red carpet as well they would not shut up about it it was just awful it was so bad but some great winners some important winners some real left field winners go and check out everything everywhere all at once if you haven't seen it yet go and check out brendan fraser in the whale and go and watch black panther wakanda forever because angela bassett was robbed Anyway, with that, I think I'm going to leave it there. I hope you've enjoyed. Let me know if you agree with the winners, if you watched the show as well, what did you think about it, and let me know if you agree with my opinions on things. And if you don't, then also let me know, because I would love to know what you think. So with that, I will speak to you next time. Actually, okay, the last thing I'll mention, they had a little bit on the Academy Museum in LA, and that was so delightful and exciting to see, because we've been there, okay, and I say we because I'm talking about the people I went with on the university trip to Los Angeles almost a year ago, which is insane, I cannot believe it's been almost a year, and so it was great seeing the Academy Museum, yeah, basically just an advertisement for it, but we've been there, we can say we've been there, that's crazy, so everybody that went on that trip, you may not be listening to this, but... I'm still thinking about it, and I hope you are too. So with that, this concludes the entire award circuit for 2022-3, because it is the Oscars 2023, but still, that concludes the circuit for this lot of films. So until next time, I've been Kieran. We shall see how the next year of film goes, and hopefully it is exciting, because this one was pretty exciting, you know? A good mix of films, but I wish Top Gun won more. That is my biggest gripe. I really think Top Gun was just the best. It's the best film of all time for me so it needed to win <laughs> it needed to it deserved to anyway with that i'm going to sign off and if i ever win an oscar i'm 100 going to dedicate it to angela bassett i don't care what i win for i don't know what i could win for to be honest but even if it's just a scientific technical award still amazing by the way but i would still dedicate it to angela because she's a queen we love her if you're watching it you did the thing i want to die and also the last of us the finale of the last of us was airing at the same time Kind of wish I'd watched that and then just skipped forward through the adverts of the Oscars. But anyway, can't go back now. I have seen the finale, by the way. It's terrific. Go and watch that. But anyway, I'm done. Rant over. I hope you enjoyed. And I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.